On the whole, it was a rather handsome face, but men would be apt to appreciate its qualities more than women. Lou scooped up a handful of sand and swept it across the fire. The night settled around him. But the night had its own illumination. The moon, which had been struggling as a sickly circle through the ground haze, now moved higher and took on its own proper color, an indescribable crystal white, and it was easy to understand why this valley had the singular name of Silver Canyon. In the day it was a burning gulch, not more than five miles wide, a hundred miles long, banked in with low, steep-sided mountains in unbroken walls. Under the sun it was pale, sand-yellow, both mountains and valley floor, but the moon changed it, gilded it, and made it a miracle of silver. The night was coming on, crisp and cold, for the elevation was great. But in spite of his long ride, Connie postponed his sleep. He wrapped himself in his blankets and sat up to see. Not much for anyone to see except a poet, for both earth and sky were a pale, bright silver, and the moon was the only living thing in heaven or on earth. His horse, a wise old gelding with an ugly head and muscles of leather, seemed to feel the silence for he came from his wretched hunt after dead grass and stood behind the master. But the master paid no attention. He was squinting into nothingness and seeing. He was hearkening to silence and hearing. A sound which the ear of a wolf could hardly catch came to him. He knew that there were rabbits. He listened again. A wavering pulse of noise. Far off was a coyote. And yet... Both those sounds combined did not make up the volume of a hushed whisper. They were unheard rhythms which are felt. But what Lou Carney saw no man can say, no man who has not been stung with the fever of the desert. Perhaps he guessed at the stars behind the moon haze. Perhaps he thought of the buzzards far off, all-seeing, all-knowing, the dreadful prophets of the mountain desert. But whatever it was that the mind of Lucarni perceived, his face under the moon was the face of a man who sees God. He had come from the gaming tables of Bogle Camp. Tomorrow night he would be at the gaming tables in Cayuse. But here was an interval of silence between, and he gave himself to it as devoutly as he would give himself again to chuckaluck or poker. Some moments went by. The horse stirred and went away, switching his tail. Yet Carney did not move. He was like an Indian in a trance. He was opening himself to that deadly hush with a pleasure more thrilling than cards and red-eye combined. Time at length entirely ceased for him. It might have been five minutes later, it might have been midnight, but he seemed to have drifted on a river into the heart of a new emotion. And now he heard it for the first time. Into the unutterable silence of the mountains, a pulse of new sound had grown. He was suddenly aware that he had been hearing it ever since he first made camp, but not until it grew into an unmistakable thing did he fully awaken to it. He had not heard it because he did not expect it. He knew the mountain desert as a student knows a book, as a monk knows his cell, as a child knows its mother. It was the one thing on earth which he truly feared, and it was probably the only thing on earth which he really loved. The moment he made out the new thing, he stiffened under his blankets and canted his head down. The next instant he lay prone to catch the ground noise, and after lying there a moment, 
He started up and walked back and forth across a diameter of a hundred yards. When he had finished his walk, he was plainly and deeply excited. He stood with his teeth clenched and his eyes working uneasily through the moon haze and piercing down the valley in the direction of Bogle Camp, far away. He even touched the handles of his guns and he found a friendly reassurance in their familiar grip. He went restlessly to the gelding and cursed him in a murmur. The horse pricked his ears at the well-known words. But here was a strange thing in itself. Lou Carney lowering his voice because of some strange emotion. The sound of his own voice seeming to trouble him, he started away from the horse and walked again in the hope of catching a different angle of the sound. He heard nothing new. It was always the same. Now the sound was unmistakable. Unquestionably it approached him. And to understand how the sound...